So we are closing out 2020 with some high rope podcasting hijinks here, Joe. Yeah, it's going to go well. I, it's gonna, I've been, it's going to go well. You know, <laughs> I was pretty stressed about the lobby man trailer. I know you pulled it off. That's, that's probably the most complicated thing we've done to date today. There's, there's no telling where we go. We, we make Christmas miracles today, Joe. <laughs> no pressure. I think we're going to be fine. I'm, I'm over good. last week. I think we're going to be fine. I think, uh, yeah, dreams are going to come true. This is going to be good. We, we are going to be talking, actually, we'll do a little bit of, of unpacking here in a second. We're going to be talking to a cartoonist uh, named Jerry Rasmussen. He has helped us out with our holiday cartoons the last couple of years. It's a tradition here at Rest Strategies. Uh, we're going to talk to him about what it's like to be a cartoonist um, uh, in this day and age his career and all of that, but uh, not, not to belittle or, or dismiss Jerry in any way. We have a super special guest um, who, who may just say, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Is that good? No, that was awful. <laughs> that was oh, oh, oh. This is the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Didn't your microphone break when we were? No, I was an idiot. I think I had something <laughs> muted. Wasn't paying attention. You okay? It's my allergies. <laughs> Literally, I have COVID. No, I. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I don't have COVID. Jimmy got tested to be sure. You couldn't have like edited that better. <laughs> Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rest Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really. I was distracted staring at Joe's cold oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his, it's, on his it's desk. Always right here. Here. It's always here. And by the way, the, the, the ratio of like fruit to disgusting is like 1 to 10. It's got some disgusting stuff and some fruit. Yeah, it's There's like nothing disgusting. One part what's, what, what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it, but it, it looks like cucumber mash and... Maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your... Save it, guys. <laughs> So welcome back. This is Matt Resch. You're listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. You may have been confused. You may have thought that was Santa who was reading. For sure. Or a reindeer. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Anyway. Sounds like how many times worse, are you going to do that? Worse yeah. and worse. How many? <laughs> Until I get it right. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to be jolly, man. Nick, do you have one? Because you, yeah. you have a lot of like, yeah. criticism. Nick, right. before, Nick, before Nick gets critical, let's, <laughs> let's introduce everyone here. This is the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Uh, this is the Rest Strategies team. We bring this podcast every other Thursday. This is our, our holiday Christmas edition. Coming to you a little bit before Christmas time. Um, go around the room. Who we got here in the room? Because we got some people in the room, some people out of the room. Okay, I'm in the room, and I'm Nikki O'Meara. Also present, Carly Buell. Joe Beshing. This is Matt. And on the phone, we've got our good friend, Nick DeLue. Mr. Hi, Nick's here. Santa and Laura Beal. Laura, you're back. I'm back. Yay. Welcome back. Thank you. Happy to be here. So our podcast, you can find it at reststrategies.com. Uh, you can find it also on Spotify, on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Rest Strategies, all those great places. Uh, follow us there. Uh, you can rate us, review us. And again, this is going to be an episode that I think, this is going to break some records. This is a good one. Because not only are we going to talk to Jerry, the cartoonist, mm -hmm. uh, we also are going to talk to, should I reveal the secret? I should. We want people to listen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. maybe they, they probably got it from my impression. Because <laughs> it was so good and accurate. Yep. Spot on. 
Santa. Santa Claus. Oh my gosh. Is going to be the real Saint one. The real one. The real one. I mean, there's only one. Yeah. He's calling. He's going to yeah, be he's calling. He's here. He's. He reached. Time. He reached. Santa reached out to us. <laughs> because the podcast is huge, I guess there. And he, he reached out, he's got a special request for us that we were, you know, when Santa calls, you don't, you don't say no. Right. right? So, right. uh, he asked if we could help him make someone's Christmas so special this year. And so we are going to do that. What an honor. Yeah. Before we do that though, uh, Jerry Rasmussen is going to talk to us. Jerry is a cartoonist. I think I, I mentioned this in, in the intro. Jerry lives in uh, Canada, actually in Edmonton. Uh, he is, has a writing partner named Gary Delaney, and they have t- together created a number of really actually pretty famous comic strips, as I was doing some research. Um, Bub Slug and Gramps are two, but Betty is the one that he's been doing since the early 90s that's actually syndicated around the world. Um, and you know, we, we here at Rest Strategies have done a holiday cartoon. Every year we do a cartoon, we commission it, we, we ask an artist to kind of take our crazy idea and turn it into a cartoon. And then we slap it on the front of our Christmas card and mail it out to people. And so Jerry was the guy who's been helping us out with that. And so we're going to talk to Jerry about being a cartoonist, Jerry Rasmussen. So uh, Jerry Rasmussen, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hey, so yeah, we were, we were, we were saying just before you, before you called in here that, you know, the rest strategies team, we, we do this Christmas card every year. And uh, for a number of years, we've, we've used some, some cartoonists and, um, I don't know if you know, this will be a, a, kind of a random question. If you even know Roy Delgado, he was the cartoonist that we used. This is kind of a, assuming every cartoonist knows every cartoonist, but yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know Roy. I, per, I, I know of him. <laughs> Great question, man. <laughs> yeah, way to kick it off. That's starting off strong. Starting off strong. Anyway, it was actually. I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of sad. He uh, he developed a, like a tremor in his hand, and he had to retire because he oh, couldn't sad. he couldn't he couldn't draw anymore, and so. Uh, okay. that's how, that's how we found you, Jerry. And so we, uh, and you've been helping us out the last couple of years and they've been awesome. We get so much great feedback well, from the cartoons you. you do for us. Oh man, that's, that, that makes me very happy. Thank you. Yeah. And it's funny with that tremor because that was one of the things that, um, you know, Charles Schultz was struggling with and, and, and he tried to cover it up by, by like drawing bigger so that the tremor stuff didn't, uh, didn't show up as much. It's, it's an interesting little, little fun fact about him. <laughs> I had no idea. So let me, let me yeah. ask you this. Let me get, let me get started. There's a little bit of your background. You have, you have a nationally or internationally syndicated cartoon. Are you still, you still working on Betty? Oh, oh yeah. Every day. Yeah. It's a daily comic strip. It's uh, syndicated uh, by a company that used to be called universal. You click uh, out of Kansas city. And now they've changed the name to Andrews, Andrews McMeal um, uh, Syndication. And so it's, it's, it's this big, uh, big company that, that is involved in publishing and syndication. They, they put out all of the Calvin and Hobbes books and they, they syndicate, uh, oh man, pretty much everybody now. Now, how does, they, how does a cartoon they, come no. into syndication? If you're, if you're a cartoonist and you're working on a, you're working on a strip, how, does, how do you get it to a point where a company like this says, hey, we like this and we want to we send this around to places? Yeah, there's, uh, it, it involves a lot of uh, just working on it just in a small market so, so that you're kind of just uh, um, getting it together so that it's, 
it, it, it's 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 good <laughs> trying to get it good <laughs> and then uh, um it, this working on it regularly in that small market is really important because even though you might think that oh, wow this is ready to go a lot of times it's it's a little ways off so so then as you're doing it then just sending the stuff to the the major syndicates and getting rejection ship strips a, a, a rejection slips is part of the the process and it was funny because uh I like I work with Gary Delaney who writes it and and I draw it and um so we had been just sending stuff for years and then uh all of a sudden Bing was, was like hey we like this and and then it's like really there's a there are people at the other end of this <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me of a, it reminds me of this this one famous actor in in uh there was this old woman who was a famous uh for just auditioning in Hollywood <laughs> and she just auditioned for 30 40 years until finally somebody gave her a part and she said no, no I'm not interested I just audition. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> Jerry, but, how does but, that I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to ask, how does that partnership work with you and your, your partner? Like, do you have a meeting where you talk about what it's going to be and then you draw it or do you just draw something and then he puts words to it or does he kind of have an idea and then you draw it? Like what's, what's the process? Well, it, it, it's, it's funny because uh, like we started working together in college. So that's way back to, to 76. And, and then we, uh, um, uh, we were both in painting class and uh, in, in studying to become painters. And then we just were fooling around with some cartoons and getting them published in the university or the college newspaper uh, periodically. And then, so so we just thought, hey, you draw cartoons? Yeah, well, well, let's draw some cartoons together. So we started some jam sessions where we were just passing around ideas and starting strips and finishing each other's. So we both come from a, a real art background. So uh, the next step was, well, let's do a strip together. And so we, we did this, this comic for the, uh, uh, the college newspaper. And, um, and, and when we started it, then, okay, uh, I'll draw a frame, you draw a frame. <laughs> let's I'll write one you and then then you draw it and so it was kind of like just how are we going to do this so but we just dived in and then he just started just going nuts with with the writing and then I read it and I thought wow this is amazing <laughs> okay you're gonna write this <laughs> and I'll draw it and so it was like right right from the start we were just kids hey like like 21 years old we just those were the, that's that's how it happened right off that 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 uh, we we set right there that I'm going to draw it and you're going to you're going to write it and then it's been like that way ever since we've worked you, on one project after another for God knows how long now. Do you ever like feel inclined to do any writing? Is there is there ever a time where it's like oh, I kind of want to put some words to this? Oh one. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's part of the process. It's, it's like we we leave each other to do our bit. But uh, I mean, it's all about the Betty strip is all about just life right now. So so going through the whole COVID thing and, and everything that happened in the strip. So it's kind of like 
you look out the window and there's the subject for for your comic and uh, um and so it's it's constantly just taking notes of what's happening you know that that's kind of the main way that I contribute to the writing is just just oh wait this happened to me oh this kid said this in my class you know cuz I teach I, I teach cartooning classes and 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 so just getting feedback and just getting little bits here and there I'll just pass them on to Gary and say hey maybe think about this so did you guys set out at age 21 and you started the, got the got the strip published in the the college paper did you think at that point this is going to be our career or has it i mean yeah. it, or yeah. did, it was did you yeah, do anything it, else it, along the way like, i mean did that pay the bills from day one well, yeah. or did you have to do other things well it the, the it's, we we had we had day jobs and it's, okay. it's funny because the um, I actually was working as a piano player <laughs> from a young age as a, as a dance accompanist, which paid well and then allowed me to, to draw, uh, uh, like draw, like allowed me to draw because, because, uh, I didn't have to work that many hours a week just to, to get by. And so, so that, 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 that kind of saw me through and, and Gary had another a couple of day jobs. And so we, we just did this then um, uh, when we could. And then when we were both about 24, that's when, okay, yeah, now this is getting big enough that, that we got to quit everything else. Cause but uh, it was only just a couple a couple of years and you got to a point where that was, that became, that became a livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh. it was, it was a lot of work, yeah. you know, it was, it was, uh, uh, and it was we weren't syndicated right off. It it then took uh, drawing a, a comic for the the local newspaper, the Edmonton Journal, taking a version of the strip that we had started in college, and then revamping it for the the bigger paper. They paid us a living wage for about five years, and then in the meantime, we were sending stuff off to to uh, um, the syndic syndicates, and and then. Finally, we got a bite on it. Did the papers and the syndicates ever try to exercise any kind of editing over what you guys do, or do you just—is it take it or leave it, or do no, they write it, back and not, say? Not once changes? it gets going. Yeah. No, not once it gets going. They—they they just actually, you know, they—they they, there's so few syndicates now that handle so many strips that they just kind of let you do your stuff, <laughs> which is great, you know, instead of having somebody breathing down your neck and saying, "Yeah, I don't know about that one." <laughs> But uh, it was they they um, w w when it was starting, and because they want this to work, they want to market it. They they want the whole thing to just really come out of the gate, uh, and so you have uh, you have about six months of development where you're working closely with an editor. You're sending just pencil versions of the strips, and they they're getting back in saying like this is really good. I don't think you should go in that direction. How about changing this character a bit? The things like that. Do you ever just yeah, want to write but, back uh, and say, and you're not an artist and you're not funny? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't be snarky. <laughs> snarky people don't last. <laughs> you have to be really, really nice. <laughs> so, Jerry, how much of your business are, is people like Matt who reach out to you individually and want their own cartoons? Well, a fair amount. Yeah, a, a fair amount. Uh, um, it's hard hard to just um, put a number on it, but it, I I I do a lot of freelance stuff. I, I illustrate books. I I I do spot illustrations for all kinds of magazines. 
um, I, I do a lot of individual stuff like commissions of somebody wants a, uh, a portrait caricature of, of themselves or their family or something. And, and, and so like the thing I love is to, to not feel like I'm doing the exact same thing every day. I love to just have that thing where I've got my, my fingers in a number of pies working on four or five projects at the same time. And so, so that if you kind of feel as you're, you're working on one that, that, ah, it's not coming. Mm-hmm. Then instead of just saying, um, I'm not going to work. Then it's like, well, let's, let's do, let's work on this one here. Let's, uh, let's see what's happening here. So, so that one kind of helps the other in, in the, the change-ups. I don't know if you understand what yeah. I'm saying, but it, it, anything creative like that, you don't want to get to the point, especially when you're doing comic art, that the, the, you don't want to get to the point where ever, where you feel like, Oh, this is a drag <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's going to show in what you do. And and so the more you can mix it up, the more it, it, it keeps the, the spark in each thing you're doing. That kind of leads to the question I was going to have. So it sounds like you've been doing this Betty comic for a while. You haven't, you don't have any like desire to be done with it. It's not like you're running out of ideas or you're just sick of the characters. It's still that's, that's, fresh and fun. That's a funny. That's an interesting question. That's because that's how we thought it was going to be like, like, Gee, after ten years, that's kind of like we're going to have run out of ideas, and it's quite the opposite. It, it's it's just that part of your brain just starts to relax, and then you just start to uh, start to treat it like like this your daily journal. This is this is this is just how how we see life, and 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 this is a comment for that day, and and so it's it's there's less of the feeling like oh this is going to be funny because that what's more important is let's do something that comes from us because that's the way that you, that's the way that people relate to what you're doing when you have common themes when you have things like people look at it and go that's just like my husband and <laughs> and and what's lovely is to get response where you get an email from somebody or a phone call and they say you know we're convinced you've got a camera set up in our house. <laughs> and that, that, I mean, nothing gets better than that because, because then you, you know, you're not, you're not just trying to show off that you're funny or that you can draw well or anything. What you're trying to do is connect to people. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the thing I love the best is when you feel that connection through your work that, that just, wow, that's, that's, that's the best. So, so like, like in working with uh, with Matt on on the Christmas card, and then you you guys always have great ideas. You always throw these yeah, great we're ideas. We're gonna tape that. <laughs> we're gonna record that one. Yeah, no, because it's just like like when I start. I know that. when I hear the idea and I start champing at the bit and you just go, oh man, it's gonna be fun. Then yeah, that that's good. And and so that um, so, so then part of the joy of that is 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 you're doing something that you know is is people are going to laugh at people are going to go yeah that's the way it is and boy that that hits the nail on the head that that's really that's really where the joy comes from can i ask you what is the what is the lifespan of a of a cartoon and i guess this is um, for, oh, for it's like not a, much a, well i mean like a betty strip like you the when is it like from beginning to from idea to publication how long is that time 
Are we talking oh, oh, from we talking? idea to publication? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. Uh, um, well, we, we do the, the daily strips like two weeks in advance. Okay. And the Sunday strip five weeks in advance. So if is I, that, if, is that what you meant? Yeah. So if I open up the paper and I, I see the, the, the strip there from the, the, from the concept to, to writing it, to drawing it, to submitting it, that's a, like about a two week process per, per strip. Well, they, they, like I'll, I'll do all six Monday to Saturday okay. on a, like on, on a Monday or a, or a Monday and a Tuesday and then the Sunday on a Wednesday. So once, once we're doing the strips, it happens fast. It's okay. just, okay, this, this, this. And, and, and so then, um, and we're all, I mean, we, we have tried to get ahead. Uh, <laughs> it has not worked. <laughs> but so, so, so we're always kind of like dealing with the uh, fighting the deadlines. But um, the, the process of, of each strip is, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty strict. It's pretty uh, uh, quick. So you have this. Um... Yeah, I, I like that too because, cause like, there are a lot of cartoonists I know who work way, like, they've gotten way ahead. They get way in advance. And the more, more they do it, the farther in, in ahead they get. And so when something like COVID comes along and now everybody's supposed to be wearing masks, they can't turn around with that. Right. So they're, they're now doing strips for a year down the road. So they can't be as current. And, and part of that thing of just kind of being down to the wire is that you can be, you can be more uh, relevant to what's happening today. I was going to ask, you have this really uh, creative job. Is it like a job? Do you like sit at your desk from nine to five or do you kind of draw when you, when you feel like it? Like what's, what's, no. your, what's your normal yeah. day like is how, how you go about it? Yeah, it's 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 just psychologically, I have a thing about work. Uh, <laughs> so most of my time is spent just convincing myself that I'm not working. I'm playing, mm-hmm. which I think is a, is a thing that, that a lot like of uh, cartoonists yeah, have. Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the sec the second I th- I think, oh Jerry, you better get get to work. That's it. I, I, then then nothing happens. It actually sounded like a Joe voice. The funny thing is, that's how Joe talks. (laughs) It sounded like Carly doing Joe is what that sounded like. The second that I feel like, okay, let's have some fun. There's the start. And and I've done things where I've worked on projects where it's like, Jerry, you better get to work. And um, nothing happens. It's just, I'll just do five versions and they all suck. (laughs) <laughs> and then and then I'll think, okay. That's like you know, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, Matt, stop badgering me to do work. Quit it. Jerry, Jerry is process. doing it. He's doing a Joe impression of Joe doing impressions. <laughs> and and there's there's gotta be here a Joe comic strip somewhere in here. Oh. Can you imagine somebody I better? Like I already know too? Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jerry, what's it like to be so tied at the hip with another person? So, Gary is the writer. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I'm, I don't feel that. Yeah. I, I don't feel. I don't feel. I have never felt that in the whole time we've been working, which I think is the thing that that speaks to that it's 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 a it's a good comic partnership. There's there's uh we the whole way through kind of had the same vision to where we want to get to 
just agree philosophically and and uh, uh, artistically, and so, so that there isn't this feeling that one person wants things to head. Okay, let's let's go more to the left or whatever angle we're we're talking about, and the other one uh, wants to go this way, and that's a, just a lucky thing. Like that's almost that that's kind of like weird that that two people could work in in uh, um, a mindset like that, but it just happened. Does he live in Edmonton? And, and really, like like it started in '76, so. I hate doing the math, but that's a lot of years of working with a, uh, another person. Does he live there in Edmonton too, or how do you collaborate? Yeah, yeah. We just just by uh, phone and email. Okay. Is, yeah. is there like a real I Betty? I haven't seen him in over a year. Jer- Jerry, is there who's Betty? Is there an original Betty? Is it, the... it's 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 like Betty uh, is 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 like a melting pot of pretty much every woman I've ever. Uh, talk to <laughs> that has been in my life you know and 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 all, all the characters uh they're i i think of them uh even more real than uh a lot of the the people i deal with in in everyday life uh, that that's that's something that's might be hard to understand but man the, the these these characters come from real people but they kind of create a new new people in in my imagination well is there a website someone can find if find the yeah, Betty yeah, stripper you, you you can go to um uh, uh go comics so www dot go comics so that's g o c o m i c s dot com and so then people can uh, check out betty if they if they're not familiar they can check for, it out there forward slash betty okay well, you know what? Yeah, I really yeah, appreciate yeah. you taking some time this morning to talk to us about this. And I also I want to thank you again for helping with the cartoon. You know, we, we get different reactions every year. Um, some, <laughs> some are good. Some are, are less good. This one has been awesome. And uh, the, the Rudolph with the mask on and the skeptical reindeer um, <laughs> was, was a great, great picture. And people love it. So I really appreciate working with us on that. Oh, thank you so much. It was great meeting all of you. I hate to, I hate to rush you off. We, we could talk forever, but I don't. We didn't tell you this before, but we're we're about to interview Santa Claus, Jerry, and he's going to call in here a minute. I can't, I can't possibly. Oh man, I always away. I thought I had top billing. No, you do. You're, you're on first. You are you are the ex. So, you, but but Santa is okay. dying shortly. So we. You we got Santa. Santa. Oh man. I know. Okay. Believe it or not. <laughs> anyway, have a great holiday, and we appreciate you being with us. Yeah, you, you too. Thank okay. you so much. We are we are back. We just got done talking with Jerry, uh, the uh, cartoonist from from Canada, who's helped us out with our Christmas cards. That was a lot of fun. He was he was he was good. He was interesting. He was awesome. Very interesting. Yeah. 
Um, and not, you know, he was, I think, I hope not offended that he gets second, somewhat second billing, even though we talked to him first. I mean, the guest we have on now, I mean, really. It's the guest of honor. It's, I can't, I can't imagine well, it doesn't a, get bigger. A, a bigger, right. a bigger guest right. than this. So, um, Santa, are you there? I am here. Hello. Hello. How are my good friends at Cold Oatmeal? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh. There you go. Oh, That's, That's, the, That's, That's what it's supposed to sound like. That's right. Perfect. Well, I heard you, I heard you say this is our big guest. I didn't know what you were implying there. <laughs> Well, before you came on, Carly was like jiggling around going, I got a, bill, a belly full of jelly. So yes, like, yes. <laughs> and it shook when he laughed. Yes. Yes, I was doing that. All so those you, cookies. Yes. Yeah. So you reached out. To, uh, let's set this up for our listeners here. So you reached out to us, Santa, a, a little bit yeah. because you got a letter. Is that correct? I did. I did. Well, I get lots of letters, right. but this one in particular was very interesting. It stood out. It stood out. Yes. And so what we're going to be doing here, and I know you, this is probably old for you because you're making Christmas miracles all the time. Every, every place you stop, every child you visit. Uh, this is the first time on the Cold Oatmeal podcast that we will have made someone's Christmas miracle come true, their dream come true. Um, Wonderful. We'll, we're waiting. You know, so so our, a friend of ours, uh, Carrie DeBano, an apparent super fan of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, is is we're gonna she's gonna be dialing she doesn't know that she's calling into the podcast this is all part of the surprise that santa uh cooked up for her that we're helping deliver right yes absolutely this is gonna be so much fun so while while we're waiting while we're waiting for for carrie to call in here i'm sure we have questions oh yeah let's what can we ask you some can we ask you some questions while we wait absolutely okay fire away can i just go joe santa i gotta think like other than podcasting you need to be pretty busy today like what else is on the slate for december what is it, 11th december 11th you have to have just a full list of things to do well you know we've got the production line still going you know there's some things that pop up every now and then mrs claus was going to come to me but there was an injury there was an injury on the production line one of the elves got a big Ooh. splinter in their finger and she has to <laughs> oh, go take no. care of things like that you know and then there's you know she's baking cookies and keeping the elves happy uh, but yeah yeah we just keep uh, keep moving forward uh, i'm making some zoom calls today uh, along with this call uh, just uh, diving into the lives of people around the world santa when do you um typically finalize the naughty and nice list when, when does that happen it is ongoing until I take off. Really? Wow. Okay. Do so there's any, still flight, there's still time. Edits? There's still time. Yep. Yep. Occasionally, occasionally I do. I do. So there's there's always time. There's How's always Joe doing time. So far? Still, um, <laughs> yeah, can you, you know, confirm I, if I, Joe is on the naughty or nice list, please? Well, I I, I don't. You know, that's privileged information, <laughs> and and so I just I we don't all, share that publicly. Yeah. I mean, Joe knows. Joe knows yeah, what I, I know. know. Right. I know where I stand. I'm not worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's still time, Joe. Just let me say that. So, Santa, do you have um, any cookie preferences? Like, what is your favorite cookie? Uh, snickerdoodles. Oh, okay. Snickerdoodles. Nice. Chewy snickerdoodles are my absolute favorites. Yes. Yeah, those are pretty good. But, uh, as you well know, I'll eat any cookie <laughs> at least one at least one bite at least one but when asked when asked i share my preference 
Is it the same? So when you take off every year, is it the same route or do you just kind of like decide the moment where you're starting and where you're ending? How do you, how do you, logistically, you know, how's some it of it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the elves set, set up my itinerary. And so every year they need to make adjustments on occasion, you know, depending on p- where people live and how production has gone and how they get li- everything lined up. I mean, the logistics you can imagine oh, yeah. what kind of nightmare that could be. And so we just um, go with the flow, so to speak. And so I really don't know until I take off uh, where we're headed, but we just get there and we get her done. So is there like a, is there like a mission control or like a, a, a oh yeah tower like back in the north pole where the elves are like you're, you're um, talking to them like in case a weather front yep. like a storm pops up you yep. get out of the way yeah yeah you know go 10 degrees to the left to miss this that sort of thing <laughs> uh we're yeah we're just we're always always in conversation just so that and they have it all plotted out you know i mean they we go have um have run-throughs trial runs you know, just to see how things might work. They set it up, you know, a computer animation kind of thing, models to see what's the best way to do it uh, each and every year, anticipating what the uh, prognosticators of the weather reports are talking about at the time. I'm sure you can't, like, completely reveal this. There's probably some Christmas magic stuff that just can't be talked about. But is there a movie that has gotten particularly close with how the whole Santa thing actually works or... Can you not? You know, that that is a great question. Mrs. Claus and I just the other day watched again for the second time Christmas Chronicles. And Uh while there's a few while there's a few things that aren't quite accurate, uh, boy, they were really on target. I mean, I'm a good entertainer. Number one, you know, I mean, (laughs) uh, you know, keyboard and singing and all that sort of thing is right down my alley. I wish I would have had a little bit more Mrs. Claus in there because she plays such an important role. But Christmas Chronicles, highly recommend it. Yes. Okay. I have to add that to the lineup. Yeah, I so don't think the, I know that one. So the elf, the elf jet pack on the back of the sleigh, that's, that's a myth. That's not true. That's that, not true. No. No, the reindeer. Now. You know, I, yeah, that's Hollywood. But the, the the reindeer, you know, they were very accurate. Now, you know, over the years, I mean, the reindeer are not immortal, but the names are. Oh, oh okay. I didn't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reindeer, uh, you know, they we have um, we have um, um, people that uh, provide reindeer for us. You know, subcontractors that we go to that uh, care for our reindeer as well as provide uh, new reindeer for us. I mean, let's see, we're on Rudolph number, let me think, I think it's 87, something like that. Wow. Uh, wow. But that genetic, that red nose genetic code has been passed mm-hmm. down through the years. And so the reindeer, I mean, gosh, they really work hard. So it takes a couple years for them to get of age, a couple years to get them trained. And then they have a good 15, sometimes 20 years of uh, of service and then we put them out to pasture and they just enjoy their days sorry is rudolph a st- is rudolph a staple I, you see so many different depictions obviously that the song came along and so I, that's where we became right. with them. but i've seen many depictions without rudolph i i just don't know how you have to well, well, it, it is. Rudolph is a staple. And this this one particular um, uh, reindeer contractor that provides reindeer for us uh, tapped into a genetic code with a, a reindeer with a red nose, and he has kept that going over the years. So we continually have a red nose reindeer that we name Rudolph. 
So, not, oh, go ahead. So does your ability to fly and, and sort of the magic that you encompass, that encompasses everything that you are, does it all come from Christmas spirit or can you really nail down where that magic comes from? You know, it's just, it has, it, it continues to evolve. A lot of it is in the hearts and lives of believers, true believers, just like yourselves, that uh, it continues to help it grow. I mean, we're kind of sequestered up here in the North Pole, but uh, the good things that happen throughout the year, people doing nice things for other people, um, just spreading good cheer, serving other people is always very, very beneficial for the overall Christmas spirit. And it fluctuates and sometimes it's really hot. Sometimes it's a little low, and then somebody will pop in and just do something beautiful. And so it's not up to me how much Christmas spirit there is. It comes from you. So I've got a really important kind of follow-up question to that. How do you handle um, non-believers? Because Nick DeLue is like a really nice guy, but he's not really a big Santa Claus. Right. You're going to expose this? I'm going to. I mean, I think, well, yeah, so and we have Santa on the line, so I'm kind of wondering how Nick's – yeah. Nick, you don't I, believe in them, so what's well, the deal? In, I'd, 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 plan, I'd plan to let my children listen to this podcast, but <laughs> thanks, Joe. <laughs> I, I can't Joe let, I can't let my kids... This is why he's on the naughty list. Santa, I'm sorry. Well, well, don't, don't listen to no, Joe. No, no. I, I believe. I, you're just... You're, you're skeptical, and I understand that. I mean, I, I get think that. this but, call doesn't change that, Nick. I'm not sure what, what will. I, sometimes it's hard to believe in that which you can't see really but you're hearing so true so yeah. what you're saying is we really should have had you call in on zoom with your camera so that Nick could actually see uh, well we could we could do that sometime as well there you go, there you go. uh yeah so, yeah it, you know go ahead so i just wanted to, we we're a couple minutes away from carrie calling now we think we hope oh yeah so i just want to i just if we have to cut you off I, I don't want you to think we're being rude but i wanted to ask you you mentioned christmas spirit what does yeah. the Christmas spirit feel like right now in the middle of COVID and pan in the pandemic? What, what is it like? What do you, what's the, the forecast for spirit this year? You know, well, I think we're getting close to a tipping point. Um, that tipping point is that there are so many people that were wanting to tie into the Christmas spirit. People are so tired. Uh, things have been so difficult throughout the world with all the things that are going on, particularly uh, in your United States, you know, as uh, you deal with the pandemic and, and um, uh, racial injustices and the economy and elections and things like that. Folks are just weary and they want to touch the spirit of Christmas. And so I believe it's on the rise. Again, it will be up to the people, but we're approaching a tipping point and I'm excited about it. That's good. I think we're, I think we are, <clears throat> we're close to having Carrie on here. So as yeah, we've got your letter so she's ready. She's calling. I've got she it is. ready. She is calling. She doesn't know that she is, she's a super <laughs> fan of this podcast. Uh, yeah. Her friends reached out to Santa. Santa reached out to us so far. This yeah. podcast has been, has gone off without a hitch. Uh, we will see. Wonderful. Any other so questions? She's going to call in. I know. I shouldn't yeah. have said that. One is being admitted right now. Okay. Carrie, are you there? Though without a hitch. I, I, I completely <laughs> ruined this. It. I completely ruined it. Santa. Okay. Well, someone asked Santa a question until we get Carrie. Carrie, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Just joined. Hey, Carrie, it is Matt Resch. And this is the Cold hey. Oatmeal Podcast team. Oh, my God. This is you are on the podcast. <laughs> You're on the podcast. Hello there. Oh, 
How are I can't you doing? Even I heard there was five people on this call, and I'm like, Melissa did not tell me any. Who are the other people on oh, this call? You just just oh you wait who you find out is on this call, Carrie Debano, super fan of the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. So I'm, I don't want to ruin it, but we were contacted by someone um, to see if this might work for a, a Christmas thing for you. We heard you were a big fan of the podcast. So let me, I don't want to introduce, let, I guess it, who, are we, who do we have on the call with us? Uh, Hello, Carrie. It is, who is this? This, this is Santa. How are you today? Oh Carrie, God, I, re crazy. I received, a, I received a letter on your behalf. I'd like to read it to you. Dear Santa, this letter may be a little different from the types of notes you normally receive because we're not writing for ourselves. Rather, to put something, we want to put something on the Christmas list for our dear friend, Carrie. Shh, it's a surprise. She doesn't know that we're writing to you. They don't know I'm reading this to you either. You see, Carrie is a huge fan, a super fan, really, of a podcast called Cold Oatmeal. If you haven't heard of it, that's okay. We're not surprised. Anyway, Carrie loves every episode. In fact, she listens to each episode at least six times and is always bugging us to listen to them as well. She even set the podcast's opening theme song as the ringtone on her phone for when her husband calls. And whenever we hear it, we just nod and smile like any best friend would. While it's a little confusing to us, and we are definitely the wrong people to vouch for Carrie with regard to being on the nice list, we think it would make Carrie's Christmas if you could help arrange for her to be a guest on the Cold Oatmeal podcast. Now, we know what you're thinking. Why would someone waste a Christmas wish on this? Well, Santa, we want you to know this is how much we love our friend. So anything that you could do to make this happen for her would make our Christmases as well. Because we've come to accept that Christmas is about giving, not receiving. Thank you, Santa. You rock. Oh, I'd agree with that, by the way. Sincerely, Carrie's friends, Melissa and Michelle. Isn't that wonderful, Carrie? Wow, I have such great friends. <laughs> you do. So, Carrie, how have you? I, I remember the Christmas when you were six years old over there in the, in the Caledonia area, I believe. Do you remember that year? I You've know, grown up but I, so I, I well. <laughs> you, you have grown up so well. And I love to fly over your home out there in Langsburg on, its, on the scenic lake at Christmas time when I'm buzzing around. And I've been so proud of you graduating from Hope College. And Go Dutchman. How the Flying Dutchman. Flying Dutchman. Now, how flying old is Emily Santa Dutchman? and the Flying Dutchman on the same podcast. There you go. There you go. Now, how old is, is Emily again? She's five. She's five years old. And yeah. probably the joy of your heart, you and Brian, right? Oh, yes. Yes, she is. Yeah. So how's everything going? Still listen to a lot, lots of uh, country western music. Um, uh, I, I love Taylor Swift as well. <laughs> Santa, how many requests have you gotten for Taylor's new album in the last 24 hours? Uh, how many people have oh, I, it, you know, we've lost, we've lost count. We've lost count. It just, <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> so many. So many. Well, Carrie, is there anything I can do for you this year special? 
besides kill, um, yes. kill your friends? I'm, <laughs> I mean, I would love, I, I'm trying to think of something spontaneously, but one thing about the podcast, like I just have some like burning questions on, I would love to dig deeper on this dishwasher issue with um, the O'Meara's because I don't understand that. They only run it once a week. Yes. But that's Rob. That's oh my, my husband Robert's weird quirk and his rule, not mine. Sometimes I, I mean that I run it twice. That I loved that podcast. However, like I said to my husband, I think I yelled from the other room. They only run it once a week, <laughs> and he knew exactly what I was talking about. So I just, I had, I just. <laughs> anyway, so maybe maybe just a side conversation with you and Robert. I just want to sure. understand this dishwasher thing because <laughs> I thought this was like I thought loading the dishwasher was going to be the conversation uh, because that is well that is he always. just so, moves anyway. around the things that I load. He just moves to anyway. We can talk about it later. <laughs> Yeah. So pretty simple, pretty simple wish there, Santa. But that's been the burning question in my mind out of the more mm. recent podcast. So. Yeah, I think it, it may be maybe due to the age of the dishwasher and not wanting to wear it out. <laughs> that was part of the conversation uh, as well. You're so wise. Leave, Santa. It, leave it to Santa to try to apply some logic. To I know Robert's neuroses. Well, Carrie, this oh, was well, you know, you know that the more you run your dishwasher, the more water you save. Yeah. Your dishwasher is going to use about four gallons of water, but if you washed all of those dishes in the sink and left the water running, you would run about twenty-five gallons. Right. Santa, were you recently in the market <laughs> for a dishwasher? How do you just have that at the People top of your head? People have been asking that for Christmas. You know, I just I, I, I keep up with all the latest statistics uh, with everything. We want to be, um, you know, energy friendly and green with everything that we do. We do that up in the north, up here in the North Pole. So that's that's great. <laughs> so, Carrie, I have a I have a question for you. If, will you take a question? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I was, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> when, no, I'm just so when Santa reached out and asked and said we have a super fan, what? What's your favorite episode? What was your favorite episode of, of the podcast? It can't possibly oh, well, be I mean, talking about the dishwasher. No, it's not. Uh, that was, <laughs> I, I mean, I really do love sales. So I started walking more this uh, summer and caught up on a lot of podcasts then. And I would just be walking through my neighborhood laughing out loud, looking like a lunatic. But that, that episode was so great. Um, and I think you've had, you've had more, come on, more than once, but that original one with sale is probably my favorite. So Santa, but, I'm sure you um, know this, but Sal, Sal, the skunk guy, has been a guest on our podcast. He's like kind of our official animal control uh, expert, and he 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 come calls in every once in a while with, to help us with our animal control tips, which you could probably help with because you're dealing with it. You you mentioned the reindeer issue. Yes. What's the yeah. issue? Oh, it would be great. It would be great to have a podcast with Santa and Sal talking oh, about like North Pole oh, critter issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great idea. I'm very open to it. Because <laughs> I would guess, Santa, you probably deal with some critters coming down the chimney. I mean, they're probably, I mean, uh, that's how, that's how Laura got her squirrel. I got a squirrel in my house in the mm-hmm. chimney. That's what you, what you probably find. <laughs> it, it's mostly bats that we, uh, yeah. that we bump into. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm only there for a brief moment. So haven't really had any major problems. So, Carrie, who is your um, favorite and least favorite uh, cold oatmeal personality. Matt wanted to ask this, and I wanted to answer to it. Wow. All right. It's got to be Stephanie. because Well, 
Um, I don't know who it is in your opening, but whoever's talking about the gross stuff in the cold oatmeal, I just find very endearing. Oh, man. I don't know whose voice that is. Of course it's going to be. You knew Nick would be the most famous. I think yeah. the world of you too. But I also, I'm also very curious as to what was actually in it because I've never heard of someone actually putting like mashed up cucumber in their there oatmeal. There aren't mashed up cucumbers it's in exactly, it. Exactly. No. Exactly what's in his jar. His jar. What is I it? Like, it's it's really like simple. Foods. It's oatmeal. I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's oatmeal. It's an apple sometimes, which is what Nick confused for a cucumber somehow. I don't know how that tells you how many apples Nick has eaten. Um, some mixed nuts, some chia seeds, some pumpkin seeds, some cacao nibs, and then some what? And then, and then like milk and maybe some cinnamon. That's it. Cacao nibs. Yes, is that's that what I said. Just, in, yeah, it's like in, chocolate, right? Just yeah. Sure. Sounds like reindeer food to me. Yeah. It's good. Close. Well, Santa, I guess we'll, we'll wrap up this podcast, but uh, Carrie, anything, any parting words that, as on your, your guest spot, spot here? And uh, anything you want to say to your friends, Melissa and Michelle? They made this all possible, you know. I mean, this is going to be a really tough uh, gift to beat ever. Um, <laughs> so thank you, ladies. Um, and um, I don't know how I'll get you back. I mean, get you a great gift, but I will. I will. Um, and I just love your show as Melissa and Michelle can attest. I'm always bugging them to listen to it, to it. I'm referencing it at like our book clubs or wherever. So keep it up and maybe I'll send in some more ideas like a Santa sale episode or something. Well, we need, we need ideas you, okay. for sure. So help us out with that. Santa, any closing, any, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I, could I ask a, a one more favor of, of you before we, uh, this is kind of a spontaneous, spontaneous favor. Absolutely. If you would be able to give us a, a nice closing out here, say, hey, thank you for listening to Cold Oatmeal Podcast and with a ho, 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 Merry, Merry Christmas, I can say that this has, been, this has been the Rest Strategies team with our good friend, Carrie and Santa Claus. Uh, it's been our holiday episode. We wish you all a great Christmas. Happy New Year. And Santa, you can take it away. Thank you from Cold Oatmeal, my great friends there. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas to all.